Welcome to the Unapologetic Mompreneur, the podcast for mums with an online business who are ready to take back their time, home, business and self so they can restore the balance and thrive both at home and at work without feeling like they have to choose between the two. I'm your host, Sarah Dew, life and biz coach for mumpreneurs. I'm also a mum, stepmom, wife, introvert, breast cancer survivor, and your mentor for making a change for the better. I've learned how to go from surviving to thriving and unapologetically create a business I love and the life I want for me and my family without worrying about what other people think. And now I'm here to help you do the same. Because being an unapologetic mumpreneur doesn't mean that we're selfish or that we don't care about others. It simply means that we are not afraid to show up as our true authentic selves, to step into our purpose, do what we know is right for ourselves and the ones we love, and take the steps we need to take to make our dream life and business a reality. Join me each week where I'll be sharing all of my best tips and strategies, plus the occasional dose of tough but gentle love to help you feel empowered, motivated and confident to take action so that you can become the mum, wife, biz owner and woman you know you are meant and deserve to be. So are you ready to unapologetically create a business and life you love? Let's do this. Hey there, and welcome to episode 16 of the Unapologetic Mumpreneur podcast. In today's episode, I am sharing an answer to a question that I received from one of my subscribers as part of my Sunday series, Five to Thrive. Each week, I send out five tips to my email list on a Sunday, all about different ways that they can take back their time, their home, themselves, and their businesses so that they can reclaim their power, restore the balance and thrive both at home and in their businesses without feeling like they have to choose between the two. If you're not already signed up to this, I highly, highly encourage you to go and do it because the tips and strategies that I share in these weekly emails, I don't usually share anywhere else and they're just reserved for my email subscribers. But you'll find that getting this in your inbox every Sunday evening is a great way to get you set up and motivated for the week ahead so that you can prioritize and focus on the things that truly matter that help you to then take that next step closer to unapologetically creating the life that you want for you and your family. So if you're not yet signed up to Five to Thrive, you'll find the link in the show notes. Head on over, sign up, and I will see you in your inbox this coming Sunday. As part of the Five to Thrive series, there is always that invitation there for my subscribers to hit reply and let me know if they have a question or a topic that they want me to cover and touch on and a future coming Five to Thrive. And that's what today's episode is about. I thought it'd be super fun to give you a sneak peek behind the scenes to my Five to Thrive series, the kind of topics and questions that come up and what I cover and I send out to my subscribers each week. And this question that came in, I then used as a following five to thrive and answered this for them. I absolutely love it when my subscribers send me emails and they hit reply on my five to thrive. And they then also do the form where where they can submit the question that they want to be asked on a future five to thrive. Because not only does it give me a really, really good insight on what my subscribers and my community are struggling with and what they want help with the most, 
I just love hearing from them because I know that it's such a privilege to be in their inbox each week and for them to actually be opening it and then to know that what I am sharing is helping them. So again, if you are not signed up to this, go and do it. And I would love for you to be part of this awesome, awesome series. So what was the question that was asked? She asked me, what are your best tips for managing your home and business so that you have the energy and motivation to get everything done? Such a great question because I talk all the time about doing the things that you need to do and taking back your home, your time, your business and yourself so that you can thrive both at home and at work without feeling like you have to choose between the two and indeed having the energy and motivation to do that. But what does that actually look like in practice? So I was so, so pumped that this question came in. And after pondering on it a little while and digging into what I do day in, day out, each day, how I show up for my business, how I run my home and what I do to help me so that I do have the energy and the motivation to do things, I came up with five strategies because it's a five to thrive. So I was looking for five different things that I could share in that future email as a reply and these are the five strategies that I'm going to share with you today so that you they can help you manage your home and your business to help you feel like you are winning at this mompreneur thing, most days at least. So are you ready to discover the five strategies that will help you thrive as a mompreneur? The strategies that will help you have the energy and motivation to get everything done and feel like you're winning at this mompreneur thing, most days at least. Let's dive in. The first strategy is that I blitz my house on a Monday morning. Living with three boys, if I include my husband, my house gets pretty messy, especially with my youngest Harrison. Living with him has always been, I mean, he's 13 now, but living with him has always been like living with a mix of Curious George and the Tasmanian Devil. And he is someone that will constantly whiz around right behind you when you're clearing up and make a whole new mess again. I have never known anybody as messy as he is. And for me, as somebody who likes things clean and tidy, if my house is a mess, I cannot think straight or focus on my work. It's just one of those things that I have to have done. I have to know that my house is tidy, relatively as tidy as it's going to be living with three boys and two dogs. But it has to be relatively clean and tidy in order for me to focus on my work. And I know that that is something with me that I struggle with. And it's not just about it being perfect or clean and, you know, perfect show home status because we live in it and that is never going to be the case. But I need to know that my house is relatively clean and tidy, that there's not too much dust around, that the laundry is in the machine so that I can actually then focus on and do my work. And in the early days of my business, I used to struggle with, you know, trying to get this done and trying to do all of the housework throughout the course of the week in between my work and it just was not working especially after all four of us being at home over the weekend and doing things you know and living and doing what families do and making a mess in the kitchen and all sorts of things and you know doing stuff together around the house come Monday morning when everybody had gone to work and Harrison had gone to school oh man I would look at my house and think no I can't do this what and trying to then go and do my work knowing it was such a mess was really, really stressing me out. And whilst I was feeling torn between wanting to do the housework and wanting to dive straight into my business work, 
because when you're working from home and you can see all the mess, it can be super, super distracting. I knew that I had to do something to try and, you know, take this one on its head and figure out a way to make it focused and done so that the most of the work had been done around the house. But then I was also able to focus on my work and have the motivation to do my work. Because if the house was messy, I didn't have any motivation to do anything. And so for a few weeks, I tried a new regime where I would spend the first two or three mornings, the two or three hours of my Monday morning, once everybody had gone to school and work, blitzing my house. And oh man, I cannot tell you the difference just those two or three hours made. It was like wiping the slate clean, cleaning up, doing a fresh, and just really giving my house that spring clean it needed to make it feel sparkly fresh again so that I could then go and sit in my office, take a deep breath, revel in the fact that it's clean and tidy for a few moments until everybody comes home. And I was ready to dive into my week. And I was amazed at the difference that that made both in my energy and motivation, but also my mindset of actually then wanting to do things. It was incredible just how tidy, because my house was clean and tidy, it meant that I could then focus. And so combating that distraction, spending the first couple of hours on a Monday morning blitzing my house was a huge, insane game changer for my business and thriving with managing work and home together without feeling that pull between the two. So now on a Monday morning, I put my headphones on, I say goodbye to the boys, do the school run, come back, I put my headphones on, I stick on one of my favourite podcast episodes and I get to work and I just blitz clean room by room. I don't go super, super deep, it literally is running the hoover around, running the dust around, putting things away and just refreshing every single room. Harrison is in charge of his own room because that is still pretty messy but we have you know he does what he can bless him on the weekends I help him out and then most of the time I'll just shut the door um because that really is the best thing with his bedroom but the rest of the house I just go room by room blitzing what I can and I put on a load of laundry and it feels amazing it feels so good knowing that it's done and it's just had that refresh of wipe the slate clean and I'm then free to focus on my work without worrying about the mess surrounding me. It really does fire me up for the week ahead. So if this is something that you don't yet do or you are feeling like you want to find a way to just get on top of the housework or kickstart creating some kind of houseworking routine, I really highly recommend giving this a try. Doesn't have to be on a Monday. Pick whatever day it works for you. It could be on a Sunday afternoon. It could be, you know, maybe you find it easier doing it on a Friday. Do what works for you. Have a look at your own routines and your own calendar and how your own household runs and ask yourself and the, and the hours that you do your business and ask yourself when would fit in for you to do a blitz on your house so that you're then free to focus on the first to running the week. It really has made such a difference for me. And now I don't actually know where I would be without it. And I look forward to doing it, not only because I know that then I get to wipe the slate clean and it feels nice and clean, but actually I don't really get much opportunity otherwise to listen to some of my podcasts that I love listening to. And so it's a great opportunity for me to also dive in and catch up on my favorite podcasts. Strategy number two is having a rough meal plan for the week ahead. 
because let's be honest, one of the biggest mum life stressors is figuring out what we are going to cook every single night. And so to make my life easier, every Sunday evening, once Harrison is in bed, I spend a few minutes coming up with a rough meal plan for the week. I say rough because things always crop up and plans change and it makes it actually more stressful if things are set in stone and you have to change them. So by going for a rough meal plan, knowing that I have a few ideas down that I'm going to rustle up and based on what I have in the cupboards and freezer really helps take away some of that what's for dinner mum 5pm stress. Now I've got another episode coming out next week, so be sure to listen to that where I'm diving into the routines that every mumpreneur must have, and one of them is a meal planning routine, and I dive a whole lot deeper into this strategy of how I actually do this and make it happen. So make sure you look out for that. But if you get started, one of my favorite ways of creating a rough meal plan each week is to have a list of go-to meal ideas. Now, that is a list of, you know, it could be 10, 15, 20 different meals that you guys like to cook as a family that you know are quick and easy to rustle up, that you can knock up within 30 minutes, that is easy to have all of the different ingredients in the cupboard, and it doesn't matter what's going on in the week, you can quickly grab the bits you need without having to do that last minute trip to the grocery store, and then you can do that for dinner with minimal stress and fuss. Some of the meals, things that we kind of like having on our list are all the usual spaghetti bolognese, chili con carne, shepherd's pie, uh, chicken fajitas, fish tacos, all of that kind of stuff that takes relatively few ingredients and is super, super easy to put together and pull together at the last minute. And because of that, it's actually easier if you need to switch your days around or something crops up. It doesn't matter too much. And if I put in there something for Thursday night and I decide to cook it on Tuesday, that's okay because it's all there. But having that having that rough meal plan at the back of my mind and on my little meal plan thing that I stick on the side of the microwave makes it so much easier to just take away some of that five o'clock stress, especially when I'm winding up at the end of the day with my business work and the work on my biz and looking at what I need to do the following day, I can walk straight into the kitchen knowing exactly what I'm doing for dinner and it's so much easier. There is nothing I hate more than standing there staring at the cupboards come five o'clock that I've worked all day, I'm tired, I just want to get dinner on the table and having that oh man what am I going to cook just is no I do not like that. It makes it so much easier for me and my family to have that rough meal plan. And so if that is something that you struggle with, highly recommend just spending some time and maybe even asking your kids what meals they like to eat together. What do you like eating during the week? What is super simple for you to cook and rustle up in a few minutes? Make a list of those. And then on a Sunday evening, spend some time just very quickly picking out five or six of those, looking at your diary too, to see what you've got coming up. And just jot some of them down that you can cook and rustle up during the week ahead. And you'll be amazed at how much easier mealtimes come. I don't know what I would do without my rough meal plans now. Strategy number three is that I go to bed early. My 22-year-old self would have been absolutely horrified at the thought of me going to bed at 9.30 in the evening. 
Truth be told, most nights back then, I was just getting ready to go out for the night and I would come home on a Thursday, a Friday and a Saturday evening. Every single week, I would go out in the evenings with my friends and we'd go clubbing and I wouldn't get home until two o'clock in the morning. And then I would get up and I would go out to work and do a whole day's work again. Looking back now, I have absolutely no idea how on earth I used to do that. 22 years on, I actually look forward to going to bed and turning in early. I would have been absolutely horrified if I had known that that would be me 22 years from you know when I was 22 years old. But here I am. And I know I have tried staying up and I am definitely a night owl. Or at least I used to be. I would love to be. And I have tried so many times to be an early bird morning person. And I am just not a morning person. I used to be able to stay up until all hours and then just get up and go to work and function. But now I can't. I am a, both a recovering night owl and a recovering morning person. I'm desperately trying to be a morning person. But I know and I have learned now that if I'm going to function both as a mum and the boss of my business, I need sleep. And as much as I would like to stay up, and sometimes it's tempting to, you know, hit that next episode on Netflix or read one more chapter of my book, I know, especially as I battle with insomnia too, I need all of the sleep that I can get. And I have just resigned myself to the fact that as much as I want to stay up, school nights at least, I have to go to bed early. Going to bed early for me is key. So I usually head up around 9.30, 10 o'clock, and I read for half an hour or so at the absolute most. And then I listen to a sleep meditation as I drift off. And like I said, the night owl in me resisted going to bed early for a very, very long time. But I have learned that being as a mum and trying to run a business and trying to run a home and do all the things that if I am going to have a good day tomorrow, I have to have my beauty sleep. And so if this is something that you know that you need to give yourself permission to set yourself a proper bedtime routine if you don't already have one. This was a huge changer for me to allow me and to help me to adopt this habit was to set myself that bedtime of 9.30, 10 o'clock absolute maximum, depending on what was going on each night. Because here's the thing, when we are kids, we have a bedtime routine and we know we have a set bedtime as well. You know, remember when, you know, back when we we're kids, if we get to seven o'clock, 7.30, mum and dad would be, right, time for bed. Off you go, it's bedtime, you've got school tomorrow. But as adults, we let that slide and we stop doing that. And then we don't have a set bedtime and we just, you know, watch one more episode, we drift off when we want to. And if we're not careful, some nights it can be 11.30 midnight before we actually go to bed. And if we've got to get up early in the morning and do the school routine and the school run and everything else before we even start our day, it's going to be so hard to resist that urge to hit that snooze button. But having that bedtime routine and that said bedtime and going to bed early can really, really make all difference. So if you don't have a set bedtime already, go set one, give yourself the permission to go to bed early over the next week or so, um, school nights at least, let me know how it goes. I'd love to know what your set bedtime is going to be. Drop me a DM on Instagram and let me know. And I'm here cheering you on to joining me in getting more regular beauty sleep. Strategy number four is making time for yourself. 
It is so tempting to bump our self-care to the bottom of the list for the sake of doing one more load of laundry or for completing one more tasks in our businesses. But if we don't take the time to rest and recharge and fill our cups too, we are never ever going to have the energy or the motivation to do all the things that we need to do. One of the beauties of working from home and one of the things that I love most working from home is that we get to set our hours. We get to decide when we are working. And if we choose to work one, you know, a couple of hours days, a couple of hours less one day, we can do that. And if we don't want to work on a certain day, we don't have to. When we first start out in our businesses, there is that pressure and that mindset that we feel like we have to be working on our businesses all the time and every hour under the sun in order for them to be successful. And that's definitely something that I felt and thought when I first started my business. I would work all day, every day. I would work in the evenings with the laptop on my on my lap on the sofa. And there was a time where I would even work one well, a Saturday or a Sunday on a weekend so that I could catch up and do, you know, schedule emails and do stuff like that while my boys were doing stuff together as a family and I was missing out. But I have realized that actually by working less in my business, I can achieve more. Because if we set ourselves a task and we give ourselves three or four hours to do it, or we give ourselves an hour or we give ourselves a week to do it, Whatever amount of time it sets us, we will use that time to do it and it will take that long to do it. And so I trialed and experimented by cutting my hours down and working just in the school hours that Harrison was at school. So between nine o'clock and half past two when I need to go and get him from school and resisting the urge to turn my laptop back on again in the evenings. And it made such a difference. And I still got the same if not no definitely got more from my business and more progress made by working less because I was more focused and I knew that I had less time and so it it cuts out some of that procrastination but I think the reason that I also got more done was because I had my evenings back I reclaimed my evenings which meant I was able to chill on the sofa and take time for me once all of the evening routine stuff was done in the kitchen And then it took me a long time to give myself permission to do it. But I also, one of the things I desperately wanted was to not work on a Friday afternoon. And there was a lot of resistance there of the guilt and should I do this? Who am I to do this? Shouldn't I be working on my business? But eventually last year, I started and made the commitment and the habit that I was not going to work on a Friday afternoon anymore. And I look forward to that now so much. I love that time for me. Those three hours when I finish at lunchtime until Harrison gets home from school are all mine. There's no housework. There's no work. There's no errand running. Nothing. All of that is banned. It is not allowed. Just those three whole hours for me to do whatever I want for myself. And I look forward to that so much all week. It's kind of kind of like my reward for my week's hard work done of taking care of the home and looking after the boys, doing all of the things, cooking dinner every night, doing all of the work in my business. That Friday afternoon is that time for me and I love it. Sometimes I'll read or I'll watch something on Netflix that nobody else in the family likes watching 
and other times I'll go for a walk or I'll take myself off into town to browse one of my favourite bookshops and grab a coffee. I absolutely love it and it has made such a difference in me being able to thrive both at home and at work because I know that I have that time for me. And then one of the other things that I love doing is after the school holidays, when Harrison is back at school, I will also take a whole day off to myself the first second, first or second week that he's back to give us time to get back into the routine of the normal school stuff days, things. But then I have some time for myself as well. And I just, I love that. And again, it's something that I look forward to. So if you don't have something in your diary each week and month, to look after yourself and recharge and take time for you. Go do that now. Have a look at when you can do it. It doesn't have to be a whole day. It doesn't have to be even be a whole afternoon. But find some time each week where you can do and look forward to time that is for you. And then if you need to each week as it comes and switch it around, that's okay. Because for me, one Friday, the last Friday of every month, I have an accountability call with my two accountability buddies. And that is on a Friday afternoon. And to start with, I thought, well, I don't I don't want to do it then because that's my day. But it's nice to do that because it's the last Friday of the month and it finishes up what we're doing in our businesses, ready to start us for the coming month ahead. And so all I do then is I look at my diary for that week and think, right, I am not bumping it and I'm not going to not do it that week. But I look at when else I can fit it in and quite often, for some reason, Tuesdays work, that I'll swap that one that day for those afternoons on the time on Friday and I'll do it on a Tuesday instead. So when can you fit time in and make time for you to rest and recharge and fill your cup to every single week? This is one of the biggest game changers and strategies to helping you thrive and have the energy and motivation to do all of the things both at home and in your business. And then finally, the last strategy is to do things your way. Oh, there is so much noise out there about the how we should be running our homes, how we should be managing our businesses and how we should be parenting our kids listening to it all and trying to do all the things that just leaves us feeling totally overwhelmed and if it doesn't work for us and we're trying to adopt all of these strategies and do what all the gurus out there are telling us whether it's parenting homes or business and then they don't work for us it just makes us feel like we're a big fat failure too and so to free myself from all of the noise and all of the unrealistic expectations out there I give myself permission to do things my way. And I want you to do things your way too. Listen to the advice being given, including what I've shared today on this podcast episode, but then spend a few moments asking whether it feels right for you, whether it will work for you, whether it will work for you and your family. And if not, don't do it. You know your family best, you know yourself best, and you know your business best. You know what works for you. And if something doesn't feel right, even though it's something you feel like you should be doing, then give yourself permission to say, no, thank you, not for me, and move on. Ask yourself instead what will work for you, for your business and your family, and do that instead. Listen to the advice, but take from it what you feel is going to work for you. And if you're not sure, then have a go and allow yourself to try it for a few weeks seeing it as an experiment 
And then if it doesn't work, go, yeah, my, that one didn't work. I liked that bit from that. So I might try that. I might keep that. But the rest of it doesn't work. I'm ditching it. I'm going to try something different. Not only is that incredibly freeing, but it's helped me worry a whole lot less about what other people think too. And it can really help you make huge moves forward in your business because you're doing what feels right for you instead of worrying about what everybody else is telling you to do. So there you have it. That was my answer to the question from the subscriber that asked me, what are your best tips for managing your home and business so that you have the energy and motivation to get everything done? The first was giving my house a blitz every Monday morning. Just giving it a quick spick and span so that I was then free and ready to focus on the coming week ahead in my business. Strategy number two is having that rough meal planned for the week so that you have a rough idea of some of the meals that you can rustle up so that there's not that 5pm what's for dinner stress. Strategy number three is going to bed early of setting yourself a set bedtime and sticking to it on the school nights at least so that you can rest and recharge and get your beauty sleep so that you're ready to tackle the tomorrow. Strategy number four is to make time for you each week to fill your cup to and rest and recharge. And then finally, strategy number five is to do things your way, is to listen to the advice and everything out there being given, but ask yourself whether you feel like it's going to work for you, whether it's right for you, and taking from it what you want to and going forward, designing things your way without worrying about what other people think. I hope sharing these strategies has helped you to come up with a few ways and adopt a few new habits of things that you can do in your day to day to help you thrive both as a mumpreneur, as a mum and as a boss of your business and a few things that you can do to help you just restore that balance a little bit and have the energy and motivation to get everything done and feel like you are rocking it most days at least. You've got this mama and I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me for another installment of the Unapologetic Mumpreneur podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, I would love for you to leave me a rating and a review so that other mumpreneurs can find this podcast too. Here's to unapologetically becoming the mum, wife, biz owner and woman you know you are meant and deserve to be. I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode. Bye for now.